<laughs> me and James sat there, and I came to the realization that that was the first time in my life that I've actually met a Karen, a wild Karen, in her natural habitat. <laughs> I've seen the memes, but I finally met one in person. They're real. <laughs> they are real. Oh, let me say I don't talk to men. Let me tell you. So one t- I was at work. Uh, I was at work uh, last couple weeks ago, actually. <laughs> actually, it was more like a week and a half ago. And I had already clocked out, and I had to go let the dog out. And so I leave work about halfway through my shift, let her out, because I don't like her sitting there for like eight hours without going outside. Yeah. And so I'm clocked out, and conveniently, I have to take two gallons of paint to the same place that I live. So I just take it to the office to let the dog out and come back. Mm-hmm. And then as I... As I'm already clocked out, just getting the paperwork together, this lady comes in, and I'm as I'm trying to staple the paper, turns out there weren't any staples in there. And five seconds Rip. in, she's like, are y'all going to help the customer? And then I was just like, what? Like, like, nope. like, like, it just kind of threw me for a little bit, like, what? And then she's like, y'all are too busy worrying about a stapler instead of helping the customer. It's like... And that her attitude just made me instantaneously mad at her. And I was just like, you call you know, that it's like, aggression response. <laughs> it's like, you know what? I'm off the clock. I, I I'm just going to sit here you. and watch you wait. But it's like, it was, she threw me off so bad. Was like, I was like, all right, Sabrina, you take care of this. I, I'm out. Peace. And then I passed it. Like, and then I told it. her, it's like, you have a great day, ma'am. And she's like, oh, thank you. And I'm like, it's like, Fucking stupid bitch. <laughs> you didn't know that was passive aggressive? What you should have done is looked her in the eyes and go, well, I'm on my lunch break and I was going to eat, but watching you suffer is sustaining me far more than any physical food ever could. <laughs> and then just look her in the eye and just... Nah, I would have had a meeting. Store me would have had a meeting on that. Dude, oh, well... Oh my god. Well, guys, welcome to the podcast. Hi! Hi! Hi, hello, how are you? I just want to drop one more time that I think you really missed an opportunity to be like, well, your boyfriend's a man. And then just walked away. (laughs) It's like, hi, how are you? (laughs) So, um, we did... Words. Um, this God, let it begin already. Hello, Mitchell, how you doing today? In this episode, which is episode four, I don't think I've lost count yet. Hopefully um, not. I hope. Oh man, for a second I was. We like, have our first form. special guest. Give it a round of applause! Yeah. Special Ed guest. It's <laughs> it is my brother hey. Matthew. Hey. I feel the love. It's like when you go to you go to like a comedy club and then the comic gets up and you're just immediately disappointed. Like, yeah. Oh, so like uh, every anytime I go to an Amy Schumer show. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Not untrue though. Yeah. All right, so folks, hello, hello again. Welcome back to Lorecast. I'm Philip. I am Mitchell, and I am Jacob. And then, uh, as Mitchell just said earlier, we have our special guest on. It's going to be Mitchell's brother. His name is Matthew. Matthew would like to say a few words. Uh, a few words. Hi. Hello. I'm Matthew. You know, Excellent. I, I yeah. don't know what I expected with that. And on, on, on other news is of Matthew, um, we had a guy named Matthew send us a message on Facebook. Oh, nice. We did. Yes, we did. Yeah, it was actually nice. me. Okay, no, it wasn't you. you I know this good. one already. <laughs> You're right. It was like I was like I, I told I told him I was like you know that should have just shot me on the wall. <laughs> Jesus. Wait a minute, I would have been shot on the wall too. <laughs> That's some spicy twin joke there. Listen, even numbers. <laughs> but no, yeah, we had a dude message us. Uh, message to Lorecast. His name is Matthew. Super cool guy. We just want to give him a shout out and say thank you so much just for taking taking the time to. Talk to someone. I really appreciate that, and I'm Definitely. glad to hear that y'all are 
that you're enjoying the podcast so far. It motivates me. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah, no, but please feel free to send us messages at any time. We may not respond quickly because we I like got... sleep, and some of us have work, so. Are you sure about that? I only ever respond during work. Well, you know, like I said, some of us have sleep, some of us have work, some of us have jobs that they get paid to do. And then some of us appreciate the fans, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and so they're appreciating yes. us, and I have to say to that, we appreciate them appreciating us, and to that, we appreciate Okay, moving on. It's a bit of a fun okay. episode. <laughs> this is some current log-on levels of BS right here, but all right. That's like, the me that believes in you. Believe the moon is actually a giant robot. <laughs> Okay. All right, Senor Orc, well, calm down. Okay, so in my great research, this was supposed to be the Gods of Order episode, but um, we're just hitting the Gods Part One. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's, I, it, it's just so many, there's so many. Yeah. So this is definitely, this is probably going to be a three-parter, I think, because we're going to have like it's the gods. definitely going to be a two. I don't think, I don't think we're going to be able to fit chaos in with the next episode. We have to do, we have to yeah. do like, destruction and death, and then it, chaos. It really well, depends. chaos can go be its own, but we we can go talk about that later. <laughs> yeah. The, the other issue is whether or not we hit any of the minor gods. Like yeah, the Dwarven Pantheon and all that good jazz. But anyway, moving on. This is basically going to be the the Gods of Order. It's this episode is going to be the Gods Part One, but we're basically hitting the big Gods of Order. So, uh, Teclis, Nagat, or <laughs> Nagat. Excuse me, Alarion. Nagash is in my heart. Alarion or Alarion. Alarion. Whatever. No, get the get the name right of the lady can that can squish your head with her thighs. Mystic thighs. There you go. Lady, there you go. I did. Oh, um, I was typing something out, and um, for Marathi, I put Big Snake Mama Marathi, and then my coworker walked by and saw Big Snake Mama Marathi, <laughs> and he just went, "Alrighty then," and just walked away. Because they're just like, "Was that the guy?" Not today, Satan. You? Um, no. Oh <laughs> damn. Oh oof. Um, so you're gonna get fired. <laughs> no, because that's also the other guy that gets paid to do nothing. <laughs> he, you can't rat on your own. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so we are, this is part one of the gods, and um, we're doing the Pantheon of Order, we're doing the other uh, two Pantheons next oh, episode. Oh, so we're going, so Pantheon, we're going about Zeus and Olympus? Matthew, today? shut up. <laughs> we'll fucking strangle you. <laughs> well, guys, that's Matthew's last, first and last episode. Okay, cool, yeah, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> it's like, alright, I mean, I should have just stayed home anyway. <laughs> okay, um, all right. who wants to start? Um... I guess I can go ahead and start with a titular character. <clears throat> Just start with Sigmar and get it the fuck over. He literally named the game after himself. It's gonna, yeah. this, this, this part of the episode is going to be two and a half hours, and then we're just going to stop. <laughs> <laughs> you know, no. S- S- Sigmar seems, just reading bases, like a synopsis of it, it seems like he's a kind of guy that has a poster of himself on his wall. Just no, that's, beats pretty, that's pretty fucking That's hard. pretty accurate. 100%. Yeah, no, not even joking. Like, when, when, when he's the guy that looks up in the mirror and goes... Oh yeah, and then walks out. Like he has to do that every morning he wakes up or that's, like that's his morning routine. <laughs> yep. Alright, so yes, covering Sigmar. So the funny thing about covering Sigmar. Um Don't worry, lot... dogs are only getting murdered outside. Awesome. Yeah, no. Uh so the thing about Sigmar is that Sigmar is so intricate into the lore of the Age of Sigmar, who the thunk dun, 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 dun. that uh for most of these we're gonna be just doing a brief history of them and kind of where they came from. Uh, with Sigmar, you basically know all this stuff already, so this is going to be relatively short. There's just also still a lot to cover. Only if they listen to our past episodes. 
Mm-hmm. You know what? That's fair. But I mean, like, we only got four of them. Like, why wouldn't you? Technically, only three right now. Oh wait a minute, it's gonna be four when we post this. Exactly. Two. I also want to say before we get right into it is that um, I want to apologize because I realized before we made this episode about the gods that we talked a lot in the previous episodes about the gods, <laughs> and I'm, I'm sitting here thinking, I bet there's a bunch of people who have never played AOS going, who the fuck's the gash? <laughs> so we apologize a lot because we realize that's probably a little confusing, so we'll hopefully be clearing up all of those misconceptions and whatnot with this episode. I apologize for interrupting you. Oh, you can now go. Second interruption. Um, get fucked. <laughs> once, once we get to Nagash, from there on out, there on out, he will ever only ever be called Bone Daddy. I'm, I, I second this notion. I suppose I could agree to this. Uh, if Mitchell would stop using my favorite glass. Mm-hmm. So good, bro. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You know, I, Mom, I, am, Dad, I am, please I, stop I, fighting. <laughs> I'm just happy drinking my strawberry lemonade from my styrofoam cup. Excellent. So yes, uh, going back to Sigmar though, um, he is of course the ruler of Azir, and uh, in, back in the eight, uh, so he's actually an ascended human. He was human back in the uh, world that was, but we're not really worried about the world that was. Uh, so, as far as we're concerned, Sigmar starts uh, when he is first discovered by Dracotheon on Malice, the remnants of the world that was. And Dracotheon breathes life back into him, and then it's basically just hashtag best bros for life after that. It's more like, no. yeah. It seems like a Do celestial I... Starsky and Hutch kind of thing. No, you said breathes, and the way you said that, my brain said, he said breathes, and I was like, <laughs> wait a minute! <laughs> Stop! Wait a minute! Whoa, I, whoa, the Stormcast Charles come later. I, I, I heard breathes, and I went like, that was an intense makeout session. <laughs> yeah, they're like, they're like, mouth-to-mouth resuscitation. Dracotheon's like, right. I'd hit that. <laughs> now, right. now, I can only imagine Dracotheon actually just going... Like no, Sigmar to no, the, to stop. the X-rated immediately. <laughs> no, it's just like, just like to the, it's like you know doing CPR to the beat of a uh, stand alive by the Bee Gees. That's the only, that's not the only thing that was going with that. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, Bee Gees are canon and Sigmar now. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. So yeah, basically, uh, Dracotheon woke up Sigmar, and Sigmar was like, "Big Dragon, bro. Here's like a necklace symbolizing our friendship, made of Sigmarite or Celeste." Sigmarite. It was Sigmarite. Was it Sigmarite? It was Sigmarite. Yeah, it was Sigmarite. Yeah. See, I should have known this, but like... See, the reason why I know this... The reason why I know this is because you cannot look up anything about Sigma, Age of Sigmar without learning about Sigmar, so, you know. Actually, I think it might have been um, the, the... Oh, shit, the Celestial Stone. I'm going to forget what it's called now. But anyway. you want to know a fun fact? Me learnt, first learning uh, Sigmar, I learned about the Skaven first. hey A true man of culture. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. All right, moving on, though. So uh, he spends his first uh, little bit of time after waking up basically just running around his ear and beating the shit out of everyone who won't, who won't bend the knee to him. <laughs> That's pretty accurate. Yeah, so he ends up... He actually ends up killing... Uh, oh, I wrote his name down. There it is. Uh, Yomnog. Or you have fun Im- with that one. Yomnog. Yomnog. Uh, but he's the... Base, he's the father of uh, uh, Behemoth. Granddaddy Gargant is basically yeah, he's, what he he's is. he's Granddaddy Gargant. He's literally the size of a fucking mountain. And he was thick. <laughs> he was thick. Extra thick. It's... But yeah, so... Sigma beating the shit out of things. Yes. So that happens, and then, after that, he's like... <clears throat> 
we're going on a trip and just starts running around all the different mortal planes because Dracotheon is like, hey, here are these things called, you know, realm gates and we should totally go exploring. So they start exploring. And so once he's uh, solidified his seat of power, he just starts exploring with Dracotheon. Uh, along the way, he either woke up or met with the other gods that had ascended up to power at that time. And, yeah. Can I say it's fair... Uh, it's fair to say that um, whenever Sigmar was waking up the other gods, that he was singing the uh, friendship song by SpongeBob. It's for you and me. That's my head cannon. <laughs> I mean, probably not when he met Gorkamorka, because Gorkamorka was like, ah, yes, thank you for rescuing me. Also, I am filled with unyielding rage that you rescued me. I am now going to beat your dragon. Beat this shit. It is for dragon. world domination. <laughs> F is, no, it is for no survivor. Gorka Creed. <laughs> but yeah, so during his travels, though, uh, he woke the other gods, uh, made pacts with them, and he brought civilization to the people of the Eight Realms. And moving on into the Age of Chaos, uh, so throughout uh, throughout the period while he was traveling, he met Alariel, and he'd been like, yeah, spread your life everywhere. Go make life happen everywhere. And then Chaos happened, and Nurgle was like, hey, that's pretty hot. And Alariel was like, fuck you, Sigmar. You, you convinced me to spread life everywhere, and now Nurgle's corrupting that. Fuck you, go die. And this is kind of what Alariel fucks off from the Pantheon and kind of just starts doing her own thing. Which is followed swiftly on the heels by Nagash going, what the fuck, bro? Because Archeon invades uh, Shaish. And Sigmar is promptly like, hmm, yeah, I don't want any part of that. Nope, I'm not going there. And uh, Nagash is like, brother, I am pinned here. Yeah, <laughs> Senor Bone Daddy was like, brother, help. And Sigmar was just like, no, fam, you got it. And he did have it. Nagash is here clearly not, like not having it, realistically. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, so then he leads the battle, uh, against Chaos at the Battle of Burning Skies, and he ends up facing the Tetrarchs, which are the four most powerful greater demons of every, uh, of every Chaos God. Not the cute tank. And uh, at this I just, point... <laughs> <laughs> I just thought of Jacothia just riding a bunch of British light tanks. <laughs> oh, dang it. Which Jacothia would just, again, absolutely mullered. Dropping oh, and heavy armor, dink. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so uh, they ultimately end up losing the Battle of Burning Skies, which is the true starting point of the Age of Chaos. Uh, after that, they make an assault on all points where Nagash is like, haha, surprise boy, remember that time when you didn't help me defend Shaiish? Yeah, you're paying for that now. And but ends up uh, Nagash's forces end up turning on the forces of Sigmar. And that starts a little war between those two. And at which point, once that's done and over with, uh, Sigmar yeets back to Azir. It is like, fuck all of you, we're done here. Locks down the realm, purges all corruption from it, and just starts waiting uh, and collecting the Stormcast Eternals. And then, of course, in the Age of Sigmar, he creates the Stormcast Eternals. Like, <laughs> the Age of Sigmar giving everyone his massive peen. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the big difference between the Age of Sigmar and all other ages is that in all other ages... Ages, he'd been kind of like this warrior king, a champion, uh, the champion of order, and he'd strode onto the battlefield as their greatest champion and fought uh, fought all the battles themselves. In the age of Sigmar, he realizes that realistically, he needs to be more of a strategist and a commander than a than a frontline fighter. So he, you see less of him physically involving himself and a lot more of him scheming and planning. Well, going from Sigmar, I think is a great transition to go to. Dracothian. Dracothian. Oh, I thought... 
Draconian law. Okay, <laughs> you here mean we go. my Dracothian, You mean my massive? <laughs> All right. So we're going uh, Dracothian. Uh, honestly, looking at a picture of Dracothian reminds me Dracothian. of Dracothian. Dracothian in depends on how you enunciate. Uh, Dracothian. Dracothian. <laughs> yeah, Dracothian. Dragon dick. Yeah. <laughs> Giant space Giant. magic lizard. No, <laughs> those are all space lizards. <laughs> no, honestly, lizard. looking at a picture of a Dracothian, it just looks like Ghidorah from Godzilla Earth. Not gonna lie. <laughs> a little oh, bit. But pro- little probably bit. more... Oh. We should also probably give the um, announcement. Matthew has never done any research on Age of Sigma or listened to any of our podcasts. No, he went with I, this I, one guy and has no clue. Oh, yeah, he's no. here for funsies. I'm here welcome to make to the, jokes. Welcome to the ride. Yeah, yeah. No, he literally showed up because uh, we were having a Warhammer weekend. And literally he showed up. We were just like, oh, hey, by the way, you're doing this podcast thing and you're doing Dracotheon. And he was like, Nani, listen. Like, I'm, I'm just here on vacation. And honestly, it's been a rough start, but it's like, hey, uh, out of the... Frying pan into the fire, you know. To all of the beautiful people listening to our podcast, we said we would explain God Beasts. We never said we'd explain it well. <laughs> Let's just meet in the middle. Let's just we explain God. We forgot to research another God Beast for the end of the episode. <laughs> Dracothion. Yeah, Dracothion. Okay. okay, this is not the end of the episode. Continue, though. Dracothion. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, it could be. Click. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so, Matthew, what did you discover about Dracothion? Uh, Dracothion is uh, aligned with order. Excellent. Good yeah, stuff. I'm, 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 I'm step proud one. of you, son. Step yeah. one. Yeah, step one. Step one so, is not a dick. <laughs> uh, Dracothian was a divine being who uh, caught the uh, what well, the world that was, not the world that is, uh, and named it Mal- Malleus. Yes. Ma- Mal- no, not Malleus. Malice. Oh, my gosh. I'm smooth brain here. It's okay, Matthew. We and, all have our smooth brain moments. Yeah, they just... I live getting, smooth brain he moments. Just, he, he just yeeted Malice into the... Mortal realm. Nice. Yeah, I'm learning. Education. We're here for you. Is that, is that all he did? Uh, no. Uh, after that, uh, that that was uh, after Sigmar gave Dracothian the necklace of Sigmarite. Uh, so he can rather, you know, just like, ah, oh, Sigmarite, oh, it's so bright. <laughs> How'd that go again? For science? For science. Asking for a friend. It's recorded. <laughs> and instead of pearl necklace, we gave him a Sigmar necklace. <laughs> this episode is not child friendly. <laughs> no, not at all. Um, can we never claim to be child friendly. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, uh, Sigmar, uh, wrote Dracothian, uh... Okay, rephrase that. <laughs> After what you just said! Please rephrase that. Oh, man, I can't wait to go to Rule 34 now. Oh, God. We need a second opinion okay, on that, Okay, I'm out. Number podcast uh, today. <laughs> all right, so Sigmar, you know, trying to think of a non... A, a word that will not be interpreted the wrong way. He accompanied Jacobian. Uh, Are you trying to light a cigarette in my room? <laughs> no, but I'm gonna have it for comfort. After after this talk, I'm probably gonna need one. <laughs> so yeah, Sigmar uh, accompanied Jacobian in the uh, battle against uh, Drakatoa. Sounds more like uh, they were trying to fight a Hawaiian volcano. No, that's kind of what it was. Dracatoa was the god beast that kind of nommed Gorkamorka. I would not be surprised if they ripped it off of Krakatoa. You know what? You're probably right. That sounds like something you would do. 
But no, yeah. Yeah, they were trying. Uh, Dracato was trying to uh, set free uh, Gorka Morka. Yeah. And then once free, the uh, yeah. After what? Yeah, he just bitch slapped Jacothia. <laughs> yeah, Cork and Morgan was like, "Hey, man, thanks for letting me out." As a reward, bitch slapped the dragon. Oh yeah, and then Sigmar took that personally. I'm yeah. sorry, there was a bug next to you. <laughs> so what? The dragon? But why though? <laughs> that's like that scene from uh, One Punch Man. When, when he's uh, the, the mosquito, fucking mosquito, the mosquito yeah. episode where there's like the one mosquito he keeps trying to kill and he like slaps himself at like Mach three, yeah, just a sonic like clap, boom, clap, clap, and, clap. The, and the mosquito's just like, no, nah, fuck you, fam, and then he runs into the into the like tiger class mosquito or whatever, and then he's fucking just like, oh look, mosquito, whap, and just like one taps her and like he just, just covers the entire her. town in blood from her explosion, but then he still fails to kill the one pesky yeah, mosquito. Yeah, and then like after so he just. Smiles. I was like, I hate mosquitoes. <laughs> <laughs> is that it for Big dra- Dragon Boy? Uh, no, that is not it for Big Dragon Boy. That's it for the uh, Age of... Uh, that's for the Age of Myth. Now we're into the Age of Sigmar. Oh, there's no chaos? Oh, no. The Age, of, Age of Sigmar is chaos. Because that's the... Uh, Matthew, you really should have listened to our earlier podcasts. I, I appreciate I'm the spirit. I'm looking at it right here. <laughs> They're just filling the house so okay. much, like, pure okay. euphoria. I, yeah, no, no, there's just there's nothing covered for Age of, Sigma, um, Age of Chaos. Okay, just continue with Well, Sigma. I'm pretty sure Dracothian, like, like Philip said, hard fucks off in the Age of Chaos. He, was, yeah, he, he saw that, and he was nap. like, he saw that, he was like, nope. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just like, when he said there's, it's like, is there no chaos? I'm like, there's a rogue. Just, just continue. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. In this episode, ki- kids, we're going to see what a mental breakdown looks <laughs> like. <laughs> uh, yeah, and... Uh, I'm going to need a double of whiskey and about half a pack of cigs after this. <laughs> yeah, and, uh... Yeah, if anybody wants to take over, I'm, I'm just going to cry now. Would, you, would right. you like to cover the Age of Sigmar for Dracothion later? Mitchell, <laughs> stop torturing him! It's, it's like, y'all are ruining He's already dead. Y'all are ruining my confidence. Like, I'm, <laughs> this is my first time really actually reading into it. I just know the scheme it as a meme, okay? I play 40k. <laughs> <laughs> it's All like, right. I got my I, I got my imperial guard on the table. You're Stop good. making fun of me. <laughs> You're a good man. Oh, You're a good man. God. You've just been asked to do. Ironically, bad though, like even though that he, he threw all the bullshit, he's not completely wrong. Dracothian isn't super prevalent in the lore when it comes to myth, chaos, or Sigmar. Realistically, like he does, he does a bunch of important shit, but he's not around for a long time. He helps yeah. Sigmar. When he, he does like there. three things and then promptly fucks off. In yeah. Age. But and, and and this doesn't have anything to do with lore. This is more something that I think's gonna happen. Is that with um the Draconith coming back? In Age of Sigmar, I'm thinking we're going to be getting an, uh, a pretty big chunk of Dracothian War soon, hopefully. So then we'll have yeah. more to talk about. Yeah, yeah and, that's, and that's something, Matthew, you probably didn't come across, was that uh, one thing that he did do is that towards the like towards the more recent part of the lore for the Stormcast Eternals, or for uh, Age of Sigmar, rather, uh, Dracothian actually helps found a new chamber for the Stormcast Eternals called the Chamber Extremis. Wow. Uh-huh. Uh, which is specifically a... It's an organization within the Stormcast Eternals that has to do with dragons. Uh-huh. Because dragons are his children. And he's like basically like, Hey, dragons, go help go the Stormcast. Go do dragon shit. Yeah, like, go help the Stormcast. But yeah, in my defense... 
I did no. just look, in look. your defense, we asked you to do this approximately twenty minutes before we started recording. Yeah, and, so and, like, and, and, and in my defense, I was today years old when I found out y'all had a podcast on Sigmar, and just like. Okay. Yeah, you were not coming. You were prepared for this. Mitchell, you're yeah. a bad brother. Am I, though? I took this man to O'Reilly's to go get a new battery. Shut up. <laughs> you're breaking my head, Getty. Yeah, um, but here, like I said, referenced earlier, should have been shot on the wall. So, um, so you said... Bro, y'all are twins. You gotta stop that. So you, said, you think I wanted to be born and to pay taxes? <laughs> Bro. Just commit tax fraud. It's fine. Hold up, hold up, hold up. So you, you were saying that Dracotheon helped found a new um, storm cat, chamber, 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 and they ride dragons. Yeah, like their father before them, Matthew. <laughs> Pearl necklace. So what? <laughs> <laughs> okay, we, we were done. this close to not moving on. We're done. And then you had to open your mouth, Mitchell. <laughs> okay, we're done. We're done. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We're done. Good. Oh, All right, God. and that's the end of today's episode. <laughs> <laughs> really? Oh, this is this is rough. Anywho, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna pick it back up. Um, so, uh, Philip just talked about Sigmar, um, which is the god the god of one of the gods of water. I think he's he think he's like the god of civilization is what he's like the god of. Yeah. So I'm gonna be talking about uh, Grimnir. He is one of, he is one of the dwarven gods, and he is the um, god of uh, fire and war. And so, nuts. And left nuts. So the big thing about Grimnar is he's dead. Moving on. By <laughs> <laughs> so, Grimnar's left nut, that was brief and to the point. Unlike his nut. <laughs> so, Grimnir, as much as a god can be dead, Grimnir died in the uh, Age of Myth. Um, which we've gone over a couple times in, in, the, in the other episodes. Um, just for explaining the world and whatnot. But, um... Th- that's the big one. So there isn't going to be a whole whole lot to talk about, especially since, like, like I've said multiple times, this is all the first epi- the first like ten episodes we're going to be going over things briefly. So I'm not going to go super in depth, but he is dead, just so you'll know. Excellent. But so um, Grimnir is a, one of the two currently uh, active <laughs> dwarven gods. His uh, his brother would be Grungi, and I'll be going over him in a little bit. So like I said, he's the god of war and fire. Um, and a little bit of um, lore about what he did in the world that was before it kablooied was um, during the end times, Grimnir actually went to where the big ass chaos portal was in the world in the world that was in the north and tried to go close it, failed miserably and got lost in the realm of chaos for Remind- a long, long fucking time. Reminds me uh, of some uh, certain 40k characters. A little bit, a little bit, a <laughs> little bit. So he actually wakes up. Um, Aren't and, they actually those portals just called realm gates? Uh, no, no. So, so this was in the world that was not, not in, not in the mortal realm. Oh, this was, oh, this, was, this yeah. was in fantasy. So they're just a big ass chaos portal in the north, and it was just spewing out demons. And Grimnar was like, "Me by myself can fix that," oh, and him by himself could not fix that. <laughs> fun fact: that that would have been called a vomitorium. <laughs> <laughs> so um, he awakens in the mortal realms, and he has like his kin around him and whatnot, and. Um, he is, uh, A, kind of surprised not fucking dead. Um, and he kind of starts trying, at least, to set it, to set up like some sort of civilization with his brother, Grungi, and their kin. Um, and one of the things that he does pretty quickly upon waking up in um, the Mortal Realms was, and like I said before, he was the, he was the one that chained the um, Solar Drake Ignax, I think it's pronounced Ignax, to, like... 
I'm just going to call it the ceiling. <laughs> the ceiling of the realm where the, um, the dwarves were at. Um, and that took a lot of time. And after that happened, he, uh, Gr- uh, Grimnir was, very, was exhausted because, you know, fighting a demigod. So some, an important thing that happened after he chained the solar drake to, uh, to once again, uh, the ceiling. I'm just going to call it the ceiling. Zena. The tippy top. Yeah, that. Um, that's when something called the Great Betrayal happened. And that is how um, Grimnir and Grungi ended up being chained on top of the Iron Mountains when Sigmar found them. The cool thing about the Great Betrayal is we know nothing about it. Except a bunch of really bad things happened and it broke the Dwarven Pantheon. And that's about all we know. Whether it was a series of backstabbings and schemes, whether it was like maybe that was the earliest um, activity of the Chaos Gods doing shenanigans, maybe it was infighting, we don't really know. All we know is a bunch of bad shit happened and the Dwarven Gods got kind of fucked. So um, Grimnir and Grungi get stuck on the mountain, Sigmar finds them, and, um, uh, and they both swear to repay their debt to Sigmar for freeing them from on top of the, uh, from on top of the Iron Mountains. Where Grungi is a little more practical and says he's, he's gonna go help his kids and then help um, repay his debt to Sigmar. Grimnir is like, "No, nah, I'm doing it right fucking now. Tell me who to fight. I'll fight God. I am a god, but I'll fight God." And that's basically what he did. He went and fought Volcatrix, who was a mother of Salamanders, who was also a god beast. So he's literally the guy who's like, "I was like, I don't know who I am. I don't All I know is I must kill. All I know yes. is I must go. <laughs> no, yeah, he was like, "I'm gonna pay my debt to Sigmar right now. Tell me who to fight. Tell me what I have to do. Who I have to kill to pay my debt to you." And Sigmar was like, "Go fight." and kill Volcatrix, who was a god beast, mother of salamanders. And she resided in Akshi. So Grimnar went and fought her and killed her. And himself. At the same time. And, uh, basically, big-ass fight. They both died. Um, It changed the geography of Akshi in the process. And then, of course, Grimnir, um, when he died, he basically blew up a bunch of tiny little pieces and made Urgold, which is where we get the Grimnir left nut joke. Okay, but in just point A, point B, short stuff. That's basically Grimnir in Age of Sigmar. What an absolute Chad. He he woke up and he chose violence and he died. But you know he died for what he believed in, murdering Vi- other things that live. Yes. Uh, uh, are you ready for my strongs? I'm so ready. Okay, at first I will be covering Mama Snake, Lady Morathi. Why do I hear the Pornhub logo going off? Okay, so Marathi is a per- is a um, was not a god until recently, or a goddess because she is a female. Um, For now, never know. It might be turned into Slanesh. Pretty sure she like sucked her pa- sucked. <laughs> her oh, she's, a, she's done a lot of sucking from her power from Slanesh. So yeah, no, I think her being a female for now is apt. Um, the, the it comes from the world. Uh, I know the, what I'm about. Come from the world I was. Um, did not start off as a goddess. After being spit up by Slanesh, which is my headcanon, and I'm pretty sure that's what happened, um, she landed in the Umbrelic Sea in Ulgu? Ulgu? Ulgu. Yes. Oh, I'm sorry. Drinking water sounds. Done. What was it called? Ulgu. Ulgu. We're pretty sure it's pronounced Ulgu. I heard like Ugu, and then I'm like, please don't. Realistically, as it's like the rum of Uwu. All right, please kill me. I hate you both. Now, realistically, as like mature, reasonable adults, we should probably find out how these realms are pronounced, but we're just not going to do it because there's too many jokes about it now. Somebody tell us. 
Um, no, please. <laughs> yeah, how, if we can't, if, if someone tells us, like, let's say if they send a Facebook message, we're going to read it the exact same. Well, they can send us in a voice message Would that not be Facebook? the funniest shit? They're all like, Olga is pronounced Olga, but they just type it like normal, and it's like, this is the most enlightening shit I've ever seen in my entire fucking life. Um, it's so, like, man, get that man a medal. Uh, it's um, like, you silly goose is Olga's Olga. If you didn't listen to the last episode, that's the realm of shadow. And real quick, Marathi, she was a dark elf before God, yet, right? Yes. Or a goddess. Gotcha. Um, she wasn't. She's not. She was not a goddess. But boy, we're gonna have an entire episode of just Marathi in the old world and new world and stuff like that. She old. She, she is definitely one of the oldest people that just remember everything. Um. Uh, let's see. Moving on. She learned in the Realm of Shadow that she can manipulate the shadow magic to cover her true form because at this point she was still that... Um, the snake lady. She became the snake lady after being spit up. Big mama snake lady. Big mama snake lady. There you go. Um, and, to the, and she could cover her true form and um, create it into shadow demons to make not only servants, but lovers. Yo. Okay, is that like actually a thing? Are you being a fucking meme right now? <laughs> oh no, that was a thing. Man. <laughs> that's some serious Wait, no, hold on, hold on. Right no, no, she converts her form into demons that she then fucks. Yes. So this is just I feel extra form. So I feel like we went around in a circle and ended back up at masturbation. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, it's, it's literally It's like, the most complicated form of masturbation. It's no, it's like literally that. if someone just tells like it's like you can go fuck yourself. It's like you know what I will. It's a great idea. <laughs> Listen, it's it's just masturbation with extra steps. Um, and this what pro and my head cannon, an orgy of shadow demons. <laughs> Malik, strong. Malarian. Malaria. Hashtag Malikith. Uh, oh, did she try to fuck her own son? No, that would make Mal you really uncomfortable. <laughs> Malarian found her found his mother. And this gigantic, just the like... The shadow demon balls deep inside of her, apparently. Probably. Um, and just, it was a very hostile encounter. But not hostile as in blood, but more of a... You're a shitty mom. <laughs> imagine trail, like, white trash just kind of yelling at somebody's baby mama because they took your children away type of confrontation. <laughs> oh, so you're saying CPS came and took them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, most likely. <laughs> Where's my goddamn child support? <laughs> Um, but it was like it was a lot of passing Ladies, blame. Ladies, your like, fist at the officer. Like, you're you're the reason why I can't find any of my people. No, you're the reason because you didn't do your job. Stuff like that. Um, the best kind of mo mother-son relationships. Yes. Um, also, to be fair, this is all an agent myth because I forgot to say that. Um, and after a while, they made a pact and they made a city together called Draco. Dro Dro Words. Druth. Druchi, Druchi Roth? Druk, like, there, can I say it? Dr Druki Roth? Or Druchi Roth? Druki Roth. Druki Roth. Well, I know they pronounce, Druk, their, they, Druk they, they pronounce their species as they're the Druchi or the Druki. Druki, I'm going to say Druchi Roth. I'm going to say Druki Roth. Druki Roth or Druki Roth. Druki Roth. That was after the truce. Um, she quickly joined Sigmar's Pantheon. And after that, she tried to seduce Big Bone Daddy. After what you just said, I feel like she joined Sigmar's Pantheon because she just wanted to fuck. Um, you know, you're probably not wrong. <laughs> oh no, there's memes being passed around. Oh no, I gotta read this. 
Our ability to stay on topic is atrocious. And oh, no, it's horrible. To anyone listening right now. <laughs> oh, stop looking at memes on your phone. See, ah. I, see I'm actually not here to actually... Um, what's the word I'm looking for? To to assist with yeah, to, us? To, yeah, to assist, to lend my knowledge. Okay. I'm just here to just derail this yeah, whole fuck, thing. Just fuck with I, everyone. I, I, yeah, I mean, I'm here to ruin your whole careers. Excellent. Oh, um... I, I, have to be... ha- I have to have one first. <laughs> um, after trying to seduce Big Bone Daddy Nagash, um, Nagash got hella pissed and just really pimp slapped oh, the hell. Oh, please tell me he be gone thought at her. Uh, oh, it was pretty good. Oh, uh, that is so, so delicious. Oh, please, so Marathi lost. Please, tell us the story. Marathi, in that slap, uh-huh. was. <laughs> this is how I met your mother. <laughs> <laughs> in that slap, um, she lost her ability for a short period of time. Like, her true form got revealed because in her um in the way that she sits there and she covers up her form she is a beautiful woman and she's able to like she just awesome like stunning awe, like people just go like draw man draw, this yeah, sounds, I, that's some serious it sounds like so yeah. Right yeah yeah and uh It'd be like and so he it. slaps her slaps her so hard and she just becomes a gigantic snake monster and she goes <laughs> He slapped the beauty off of her. He pretty much. So just pretty much had a Kleenex. So she just ran away, and then after that, her life fell apart because Malkit, Malarian, um, kicked her out of the city. Damn. Took 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 control of the city. Said you can have control of this one part, and um, what was that? It was um, Ubral Vale. Umbral. Um, the maybe. Is it, it's, it's probably umbral. I put U B R A L. I probably spelt it wrong because umbral or umbral. Man, uh, yeah. Um, but that is where she found the cult for the like priestesses. Oh, uh, this this how daughter's cane started. Um, and that's where Hagnar first started. Well, okay, totally I have a question Ragnar. then. Yes. So first question is why was she trying to seduce Nagash? Um. Scheming, power. Just shenanigans. Just shenanigans. Just and then second. he hit her with those divorce papers and she lost custody of the kids. And he took the kids. <laughs> uh, second question, did Malik... Mal- Mal- Malarian? <sighs> Hashtag Malekith. Yes. Mal- did Malarian kick her out of the city because she was a giant snake lady or because Malarian was like, oh, I see my chance to fuck my mom over and that's what he did. It was the second one. Gotcha. Cool. Um, like I said, proper mother-son relationships. Yes. Ah, exactly. Yes. Um, so she started that, um, started, um, it was the settlement, Hagnar, the temple settlement for Cain. From there, she started to come up with ideas of how to regain power. And just to be clear, she's back into her form of, like, being beautiful and whatnot. She's not... The snake lady. She, people don't see her as a snake lady. Um... By the way, Matthew, if you're wondering about those sounds that we occasionally hear coming from above us, the uh, neighbors above us are professional MMA fighters who like to practice at home. In my head, Cannon, they hate fucking. Or something to that effect. We have no idea who they are. We just know that they make a fuck ass load. I don't know yeah, why. Yeah, Mitchell was, all Mitchell I know was talking is to me about that. I must throw large object on the floor aggressively. <laughs> oh my god. No, I'll be sitting in my room at like 5 o'clock in the afternoon and it's just. God! And I'm just like, holy shit, are y'all people trying to drill through China from the second floor? Like, what the yeah, fuck? Yeah, just argue out of nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> um, moving on. Um, she, after that, um, um, come up with ways to regain her power. She started to look for signs of Cain, but only found his heart, which was guarded by the god beast Karabatar. Um, Karabatar? Kar- Karabatar, Karabatar. That sounds right to me. Yeah, um... 
In true Marathi fashion, she first tried to seduce the creature. Oh my bro. god! <laughs> bro. And this fuck? type of shit looks like a gorilla and goes, mm. licks upper lip. Um. <laughs> it sounded like it worked because it wasn't until the. What? I'm starting to think she's not as hot as she thinks she is. Um, because but once the creature down. woke up, realizes the the heart of Cain was uh, gone, and then like went to go attack Marathi, and that battle lasted for thirteen days. And during, oh shit, one longer than Sigmar and Gorgomorkas. Um, and during that entire time, she was absorbing the essence of the heart. Uh, just to be just to clarify for smooth brain over here, this Cain is different than. Eldari Kane. Same premise. Same premise. Yeah, so yeah. it's pretty much so the still, same thing. Still the god of murder. Yeah, still, yeah. still the elven god of murder. <laughs> yeah. You know what? Might as well just be same Kane. Yeah, the, the biggest difference, I think, I'm not 100% on One's this. One's labeled 40k, one well, is copyrighted well, well, in Sigma. At least in the fantasy world, Kane was actually alive, I'm pretty sure, wasn't he? Uh, I think so. But no, the, the biggest difference that I was going to say in terms of like what they represent is in 40k, Cain is more like the god of like warfare. Yeah, Cain yeah, is the Eldari god of war. Yeah, whereas in Age of Sigmar, god he's of more murder. like just straight up the god of murder. He's corn without the flakes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, by the way, this is us covering the Cain. Th- this is all it. Because he, yeah, we, it was because he's cause dead now. Really, technically now. dead. He, no, all, yeah, all there is is his heart. Yeah, and, and he was dead back in like the the world that was. Right? I think the end times is what killed him because he lost all of his shards and shit, and the world blew up. And yeah, he so, can't ever like be back, put back together. Damn, yeah, so lost realistically, he's not. Damn you, Magnus. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's one of the objectives of the daughter of Cain is to find all the shards. Yeah. Of well, Cain. So realistically, we're just not we're not going to be covering him as in terms of like an actual god until much later if we ever do. Well, yeah. so well, hold on, you said that there was. A God beast that was protecting the heart of Cain. Why? Because God beast didn't exist in the world that was. So, like, why would this God beast be protecting the heart of Cain in the first place? Just because he's like, ooh, shiny thing, it's mine? Or is it probably. like. Plot reasons. Cool. That's all I'm going to know. didn't say. Um, uh, let's see. Dirt. Yeah. Absorbed energies of the heart. Meanwhile, the other elven gods discovered the souls that the souls of their kind were being tormented in the belly of Slanesh. Um, they sought out Marathi for her unique insight of Slanesh because, you know, she used to be inside of Slanesh. Oh, no, so, so this is um, post-Slanesh capture? Yes. Oh, shit, I totally forgot that. Um, Sorry, I, I'm happy to No, actually, may, maybe pre, Slanesh. because it says that she would be irresistible bait. Oh, so they... So I, they... I totally forgot Slanesh and... Uh, Sigmar actually got captured. Yeah, yeah. No, Slanesh and, and is getting fucked time. over. Either yeah. Slanesh is not having a good time, or realistically, Slanesh is having the best time. Yes. <laughs> One of the two. Yes. It, 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 this why is, not both? This is why you shouldn't have the same characters exactly. in different universe. So they're like, oh, Slanesh has all the elves. <laughs> they look at Marath and they're like, go get him. And she was like, I. Yeah. Right. Um, all together, they trapped Slanesh, in which were given, and each were given parts of the souls, which were um, Marathi made into the Melisse and Canary. 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 I'm going to say Canary. Here, let me see. Can Canary. Canary. Can Canary. Who the hell? Wait. I'll, actually, let me see one more. What language is this? Canary. 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 Melisse and Canary. Melusi? Um, are these just different sects of elves? Uh, no. Um, S-E-C-T, not These S-E-C-T, are the obviously. snake ladies yeah. and the winged ladies. Gotcha. Yes. Ah. 
Um, if you don't know what I'm talking about, go look at the Daughters of Cain model line. There's going to be snake ladies and ladies with Listen, wings. when we talk <laughs> factions, we'll explain all of this. Let <laughs> um, me just look that up. At that, at that point, she claimed herself to be the high oracle of Cain and rose to the power of Daughters of Cain. Um, and the rise of power for the daughter cra- daughters started to grow. But she's just straight lying to him because they all think that Cain... Kane shards are still somewhere, and realistically, they're just not right. Like she's straight up lying to them about Kane being th- a thing, still. Yeah, this looks like something she treads stri- on. Um, this looks like something straight out of an '80s album cover. Oh yeah, it does. <laughs> it's really cool. Oh yeah, yeah, totally. Um, she's treading no, a, she, a she, fine she, line. She, she treads a fine line because she speaks the word of a dead god. Yeah. <laughs> Um, well, during, hey, it, that's the best word to speak because then there's no god to come along and counter, yeah. countermand you. Yeah. How much you want to bet Kane's somehow be a thing like later on down at AOS just so Marathi gets bitch slapped again? There's going to be that one priestess that's like, I found all the shards and Marathi's going to be what? like, what? You did what? <laughs> I'm sorry, but the fuck. <laughs> um, during the Age of Chaos, Marathi was able to expand her power, though had to fight many battles against Solnashi demons which sought to free the Dark Prince. Um, during the Age of Sigmar, she rejoined. She rejoined the Alliance at the same time. At the same time, ascended to godhood from all the blood sacrifices that she made. Oh, so she didn't even become a god fully until AOS Age yeah. of Sigmar. Yes, um, like the it, actual Age of Sigmar, not the yeah. game. And only Teclis is actually the only other Elven god that would listen to her prophecies of the escape of the Dark Prince or Slanesh. Yeah. So all the other ones, Malarian is like disrespect. The other one's like, eh, you stupid. Teclas? <laughs> you big dumb. Uh, I have problems with this. So she's, out, she's, this. Out, she's out of line, but she's right. <laughs> yeah. um, so um, this is something for her appearance, and this will I will just say all in one go, because I just copy and pasted it. Her true form is gigantic. Her lower body is a massive winged serpent. Twisted by shadow magic and de- depredations of Slanesh, while most of her upper body retains her famous self-humanoid beauty. The, ru- the ruins on her serpent upper underbelly represent destruction, vengeance, serpent, shadow, and blood. Her mastery of illusion magic allows her to hide this from, her up- from others. Instead of the serpent shadow queen, she appears as a beautiful elven queen. Her form, her form framed by wings made out of the finest shadow metal... And her supernatural beauty strong enough to paralyze her victims. Man, Slanesh sure shines a lot like Slanesh. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Um, I read something that stated the stronger that Marathi gets, the stronger that Slanesh gets. Gee, I wonder why. <laughs> yeah, really. But that is all. She can't be that strong. She can't even get a good dick in. <laughs> Unless it's herself. Yeah. Yeah. Hey-o. 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 Well, that's, that's Marathi. All right. You didn't have any strongs. I'm proud of you. Oh, I had plenty of strongs. In the yeah, I didn't have any verbal strongs. I was almost there. <laughs> yeah, you got close. All right. <clears throat> um, I think I'm going to go ahead and just do Tyrion and Teclas together because they're pretty closely intertwined. But uh, so Tyrion and Teclas were the two high elven gods. They're the rulers of uh, Heesh. It's pretty self-explanatory. So Tyrion was actually the first to awake. Uh, he is completely blind. He is only capable of seeing through his brother's eyes. So he woke up Teclas, and they wandered the realm of Hish together, 
and they discovered that they had complete control over Hish, but they also have to serve and protect it uh, as well. That's kind of the cost of their powers. But they got up and they were wandering around only to discover that they were the only like sentient creatures there. There were no other elves. Sorry to keep doing this, but whenever you, when I don't know why, Philip, whenever you talk about any of the gods, I keep thinking mm-hmm. of like classical rock music. So you said that him and Tech was like walking around. I'm just like, and I would walk five hundred miles. And that's was the only thing that I could think of. Yeah, that's rock. Yeah, technically, technically. it's classic rock. That's rock. I thought that was Scottish folk. <laughs> I mean, you're not. That's wrong. A, no, no, that's bluegrass. What are you talking about? Uh, Scottish bluegrass. <laughs> there you go. There we go. So, uh, Tyrion and Teclis, they get more and more uh, depressed, I guess is a way to put it. Well, yeah, all their friends are fucking dead. <laughs> yeah, because they could find no other elves. And until finally they come across Sigmar, and Sigmar is like a friendly face. And they're like, oh my god, Sigmar, thank god we found you. We have found literally no one else. And then Sigmar was like, yeah, that's because all the elves are dead. And they were like... What? Why would you tell me this? Okay, I will state this. They're actually not all dead because I had to... This is part of something I have to go over later. Mm-hmm. All the elves were just an... Um, Azir, yeah. A, 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 a Zilgar or whatever the hell it's called. Yeah. But there weren't many. Yeah, no. All the elves were in uh, the capital city of Azir. When Sigmar, when Sigmar found Tedlis and Tyrion was the capital was the capital city of Azir already built. Because of the capital was yes. built... Yes. So there is a distinct possibility that... They don't go over that. Okay. Yeah. There's a distinct possibility that when Sigmar met Tyrion, as far as he was aware, all of the elves were dead. That no, no, he... No, he... Sigmar was the one who told them that, like, all the el- The only elves who lived were the ones who currently lived in uh, Azirheim. Azirheim? Yeah, Azirheim. Oh, so he told them there are some left, but, like, 0.00001% of what there was. Yeah, it's basically so few as to be zero. And they got super depressed over that. Anyway, so in order to get their uh, their friends back, they come up with a plan to imprison Slanesh. So they imprison Slanesh, uh, they draw out her souls, and then the various different forms of ales uh, are created. And that's kind of the only thing that ha- that Tyrion does in the age of. Well, Tyrion just doesn't 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 do much. Period. Anymore. Yeah, he helps found like this uh, like his the Elven civilization after that, but he doesn't do a whole. Teclis is the one doing the majority of the. Yeah, Teclis does a lot of things, uh, and then moving into the age of chaos, both Tyrion and Teclis help hide Azir from Zinch's gaze, so that not even Zinch is aware of the creation of Stormcast Eternals. Or at least that was the intent. Whether or not they succeeded is up for debate. There's some grungy shit that I'm gonna talk about in mind that has mm-hmm. to do with that. But yes, you are There's technically also some correct. Some layering and stuff going on. Yeah, there too. you are. You are technically right. But there were some uh, illegal modifications. Yeah, that go into that. But that was because those those were the what were they called the like the the enlightenment engines? I think is what Tech was made to help hide. Oh, I have no idea. I just read that they helped it. Like we can go into that later. But yeah, that's. All I read was that they helped, Tyrion and Teclis both helped hide the uh, Azir away from Zinch's gaze. Gotcha. But that's basically all that Tyrion does. Yeah, how dumb you so, think you have to be with magic to be able to make something that hides a literal omnipotent god, to hide yourself from an omnipotent god's gaze? Because Zinch sees the future, past, and present at all times completely clear. Have you seen Detroit? <laughs> 
Why wow. Would you, why would you do this to me? <laughs> Welcome to Troy Cleveland. can't have nothing. <laughs> Welcome to Cleveland. <laughs> no, but that's in Ohio. What? That just, oh, that no, just, you've never seen that? It's like oh, walking to Cleveland. At, at least we're not Detroit. Yeah, at least we're not <laughs> oh, Detroit. Yeah. Oh, oh. No, I just... So it just always cracks up whenever someone's like, yeah, so again, 40K or an AOS, and whenever it's blank, 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 hides from Zinch's gaze, it always cracks me up because Zinch literally looks at like the flow of time like a fucking picture book. He'd be like, flip, flip, that happened exactly then. Flip, flip, this is going to happen exactly then. He knows point blank when any when anything is going to happen. So I feel like if I was Zinch, I'm like, man, why is my picture book all cloudy all of a sudden? He would know some shit's up. Yeah. But, no, you uh, just rip out the pages. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck this heat. Yeah. I don't want to look at it anyway. Anyway, um, so really that's all Tyrion does. Uh, I'll save what Taklos did different for a little later So, because I, I think this is a really good time to go into what uh, Grungi did. Yes. So Grungi, which is the other... Um, which is the other uh, active dwarven god in the Pantheon Order. You mean the other not-dead one? Okay, like I said, Grimnir is only as dead as a god can get. I'm pretty sure he's still alive somehow, just not sure yet. But Grungi is still physically alive. Did he get his left nut and his right nut <laughs> Oh my god. Because it is by the left nut of Grimnar, but the right nut of Grungi. Then you get... <laughs> <laughs> then you get Grim... Grumnungi or something like that. I don't know. Some weird bastardization. By, by Gr- Grungi's left nut. Um. So yeah, so, so Grungi... Is it's like the fucking five cards of Exodia. (laughs) (laughs) You have to collect both his nuts, his penis, his heart, and his scrotum. (laughs) You have to collect the shaft too. Jesus, all the parts that make a man. (laughs) So Grungi, um, he go. He's like he's the god. He's the dwarven god of metal, known as like the shaper of um, realms and things of that nature. So there's not a whole lot that's known about Grungi, like in his godly form. From when, for from the world that was, because for a long time in the world that was, Grungi walked among the dwarves as a mortal. So I'm pretty sure that's what he was doing when chaos was blowing everything, you know, the fuck up. Um. So, like I said, when when Grimnir woke up, um, in the mortal realms with his people, Grungi was also there, and something that they and like I said, and when when Grimnir, um, imprisoned Ignax. Pretty quickly when they woke up, Grungi was the one who made those chains. So you know, and, and that's a pretty important piece of dwarven lore. So I think that's that's you know that's that's pretty cool. Um, so fast forward, the Grip Patrol happens. Sigmar finds Grungi and Grimnar on top of the mountain. So how Grungi repaid his debt to Sigmar was by building him a lot of shit, and I mean. A lot of shit. What's it called like like the sig like the Sigmar Yularum or something? The sig oh sig uh sig. I believe you're right. I believe it's it's the Sigmar Yularum. Yularum. Yeah, so he builds that. He fucking helps him with Stormcast. He has all he builds him all kinds of shit. I'm not gonna go into it right now because it's a lot of shit. Oh yeah, no. Basically, he builds if it if Sigmar uses it, Grunky built it. Yeah, no. If if it it has has the it has the word sig. Yeah. Listen, paid by America, built by China. That's basically what it is. Yeah. <laughs> um, so so he, he does a lot of the really, really cool shit um, for Sigmar. So, but something that Grungi did is after he had, like, what he considered paid his debt back to Sigmar, um, he went, he, he was planning to go into, into a self-imposed exile. So he, he, he made, like, the Kozilid empires for the dwarves, and that's what the empire the dwarves had uh, pre-Age of Chaos before they got aggressively crumped. And Grungi 
um, basically turned his back on his kids, not because he didn't like them or because he had any any um, anger towards them. He just he went into a self-imposed exile because Grungi knew that um, resentment would build towards him from his people if they were under his tutelage constantly. After time, resentment would grow, and Grungi truly heartily believes that the only way that dwar the dwarves could like reach peak performance essentially would be under stress and under and going through trials and whatnot so grungi left because he knew this is what he had to do for the dwarves to truly become the people they were meant to be grungi did not know chaos was gonna fuck as hard as they did <laughs> so so he, so he when he left and he left his people and then the age of chaos happened and the dwarves basically got eradicated um, and, and his people hated him so much because he left them. It, it wounded his heart pretty bad. It, it damn near killed him because he, he saw like he, he knew that what he did was right and he knew that even though it went so horribly wrong, he still couldn't go back for his, for his, his people. He knew he, he couldn't do that. He knew he had to stay in exile. And ironically, that's how we got the uh, Carl and Overlords. So Grungi basically <laughs> considers the Carl and Overlords to be peak dwarven performance. Because this is what this is what dwarven performance basically like. because he knew that like the, that their technology was gonna have to change their way of thinking was gonna have to change they were gonna have to evolve and they would never do that with Grunky being over their shoulder like no nah, that's not right so that's why he left and so he was gone for a long time for a big chunk of the age of, for the big chunk of age of myth and a really big and the entirety of the age of chaos because because while he was gone he was helping Sigmar with his shenanigans i.e. Stormcast Eternals. But so as far as the dwarves are considered, they kind of hate Grunky because they, they, they feel abandoned because that's realistically what it, what, what happened to them. And the dwarf the dwarves that are considered to be under Grungi, like like Grimnir has the fire slayers, which are the dwarves that live in Akshi, and they're the really angry ones that like fire and riding bloth beasts. <laughs> and Tet and the the Carl and Overlords actually they 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 turn their worship t- more towards Valea and the and the other. Dwarven deities, which aren't really present AOS, they're deities from they're the dwarven deities from uh, the world that was. the The dwarves that are considered to be like under Grungi are the uh, what do they call? What you call them, Philip? The uh, the disavowed, I think, are the the dwarves that like live in the dispossessed. Uh, dispossessed, yeah. Yeah, that wasn't me. That wasn't Mitchell. Was you, was you, yeah, uh, someone, no, I never said that. And I, I just know what they're. This wasn't a podcast. This is when we were talking about it, like just between me and you, is that like the the disavowed are the are the ones that like live in the cities of Sigmar. Oh yeah, okay, yeah, I remember that now. Yeah, yeah, those are the dis, ones. Disap, 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 I just said it. Disavowed? No, no. Dispossessed. Dis- Dis- the dispossessed. Yes, they're the ones who were considered to be under Rungi because though the dispossessed were the dwarves that lived in the Kozilid Empire in the Age of Myth, and that was the empire that got completely and totally fucked by Zinch. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so that's the majority of what he did in the Age of Myth and the Age of Chaos. Age of Sigmar, Grungi comes back hard because he's the one who basically made the Stormcast Eternals. He made their weapons, he made their armor, he's the one who gives them all their magical bullshit. Sigmar forged their souls, Grungi forged their, forged their bodies, basically. He's the one who... And he, it was him, and he, he got like the six Forge Masters, which are basically demigod versions of Grungi and the, he he got them together and they went and they made the Stormcast and so that's really fucking important because you know the Stormcast are the ones that came out in Age of Sigmar and the Romit Wars and kind of kicked chaos the fuck out of the mortal realms and whatnot. Grungi, without Grungi it would not have been possible. Just I think I would fair to say point like without Grungi it would have been possible. Just point back. Realistically yeah. Um 
It'd be the and, age of techless. Yeah. <laughs> so what I was talking to you about when you said Teclas made, I think, the Enlightenment engines, which were meant to, like, shroud Azir from Zinch. So what happened was he got that shit from Teclas, and he was like, hey, Grungi, you don't go fuck with it. And Grungi was like, you know it, fam. So Grungi fucked with the Enlightenment engines and turned them into the Penumbral engines. Mm. And that was what shielded Azir from Zinch. Oh. And it really pissed Teclas off. Like, it was 100% a mark against Teclas' honor, and Teclas was like, I gave you this, and you fuck with it, you piece of shit, how fucking dare you? Like, Teclas was, it was a big smack in the face of Teclas. Wow. Which might come and play later on. Yeah. But yeah, no, the Grungi fuck with it made the Penumbral engines. Um, That's a model. The Penumbral engines are? Yep. Really? Yeah, they look pretty cool. Wow, that's actually pretty fucking dope. Are they a dwarven thing? No, it's actually, thing. It, it's, or, um, it's your thing. a lot of people can use it, I believe. Oh, it's more of a terrain thing. I would say it's, an, I would say it's, a, it's probably an order thing, a terrain for order. Yeah. So, now the big thing with Grungi right now is that um, in the lore, they believe that Grungi is going to be making a resurface soon. And there's there's a couple different things that Grungi might be doing. What he could be doing is making a new bloodline of dwarves. So, new dwarves, basically, to help like bring his people back. Oh, we fucking! <laughs> or he could be bringing Valea back. And if I you know who ain't it. fucking? Marathi. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and no, Mar- she is. <laughs> Just herself. So, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's like, who else knows better how to please me than me? She's like Sigmar. She goes. She wakes up in the morning and just the fucking. Neck beards anthem. Yeah, she wakes up in the morning. And like, oh yeah, I'm a hot shit. And then as soon as like she goes to all like the football players and is like, hey, you wanna you wanna take me to bed? They're like, no, get the fuck away from me. Fuck yeah, dude, she has all stunning beauty. Yeah, but it's fake though. Bro, he's doing your fucking snake lit, you dirt. You gonna take this shit? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just like she does, she just takes it and takes it. Takes yeah, from herself. <laughs> anyway, like I was saying, he could be making a new a grungy could be making a new bloodline of dwarves, or he could be bringing Valea back. And Valea, if I remember correctly, was the dwarven goddess of like medicine and things of that nature. The thing I don't know, I, I haven't looked too much into it, so I'm not sure if she's dead or if she's just like not here, or if she's lost in the realm of chaos or some bullshit like that. But she's not here, so they're thinking that they might bring Valea back, which would be a big thing because, like I said, the Carlon Overlords, which are the Sky Dwarves, basically hardcore worship Valea. Like I think yeah. one of their one of their most powerful worships is called, is named after her. Um, or he could be making something called a a, a sort of reclamation engine. Because they believe that Grungi also might be making his reappearance because he wants to bring the cause of the Kozla Empire back, which would then turn the disava- fuck this the, the dispossessed. Yes, which would if he brought the Kozla Empire back would turn the dispossessed into denizens of the Kozla Empire, and that would actually give the dwarves a ground presence again, and it wouldn't just be fire slayers or Carl and overlords, there would be actual just normal fucking dwarves that aren't anger, anger midgets or flying midgets. It's probably going to be that, so they can just rework that model line. Yeah, and also it'd be, it'd be, it'd be a new army. Realistically, it'd be a new army. It'd be, it'd be Why a couldn't more, you just use your Blood Bowl be a models? Movie. That's for Blood Bowl. Yeah, but you could still use them. No. No. Yeah, Not really. I mean, you could if you kit-bash your heart out, but... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> But yeah, if the orcs can do it, the dwarves can too. Honestly, what I would see happening realistically is I wouldn't be surprised if if Grungi came back and he like re-resurrected the Coslet Empire and brought Valea back. Mm-hmm. That would not surprise me at all. I mean, look in Ninth Edition, they brought back the they brought in the Silent King, so 
Like, yeah. He wasn't supposed to be ever come back. And I think that'd be a good thing for lore, too, is, you know, more forces to fight against chaos, more drama, things like that. Mm-hmm. But um, in a nutshell, that's kind of basically Grungi. Oh, sorry. One thing. I think I've gone to this before. Grungi made Aether Gold, which is what the cause of the, oh, the fuck. God damn it, Carl, that overlords, they mine that shit in the sky. Or at least they believe that Grungi made Aether Gold. And they believe that Aether Gold was made because when Grungi was working at his forges, he would just breathe and apparently... He so I'm just grow without aether gold. So I'm, so I'm getting that Grungi is just Hephaestus. Yeah, basically, no, hundred percent. He's he's very he's he's the god of metal, the god of the forge, shaper of realms. He is very much he is pretty heavily, in my opinion, based off of. So of the, if can, any of you fucks say Hephaestus, I'm gonna stab you right now. So I can change. He feasts. I can change. You're my, being funny. That's fine. These dudes do to annoy me. I can change his name to. Grungi. <laughs> Great God Grungi, there you go. <sighs> sure, Mitchell, why not? Hephaestus. Ah! <laughs> what was that squirt bottle? <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, they have a squirt bottle of cooking oil. So, <laughs> it's not cooking oil. It's water. It's water. Oh, oh, it's labeled cooking oil. Yeah. We bought it at a kitchen store. But that's, well, y'all are using it wrong. That's that's basically Grungi in a nutshell. There's obviously like I didn't go over like the nineteen wonders of Shimon of That's for a later episode. And all the other things they have Sigmar, which we'll go over later Shemon. when we go more. In Would depth. you like? But that's basically Grungi in a nutshell. Would you now like a quick rundown of Malarian, Malarion, Malekith, Malekith, Malarian? Um, in the world, in the world that was, he was known as Malekith. 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 Fucked um, himself over a lot, <laughs> and was and still technically is the son of Marathi. So yeah, so just to make sure, completely clear, when Marathi was a dark elf, normal in in the world of fantasy, not goddess, she gave birth to Malekith. Yes. Cool. Want to make sure we're clear on that. Yes. And Malekith actually is technically the blooded heir of um, the first Elven High King. I forget his name. Yeah, something like that. Cool, gotcha. Um, he is um, now ascended and is known and has the title of the Shadow King. He first awoke in Olgu, without his memories and form, but he became angry of his new form. And the more he remembered, and the more he got angry, the more he remembered the end times, and which then made him angrier. <laughs> um, which made him angrier, but when that happened, he would get. Also, his form back. His form solidified. Well, he... I remember correctly, he, like, just didn't know how to use his new form, right? So he yeah, was, it's, He was basically, like, he just couldn't do anything. Yeah. He was like, this makes me really fucking mad. Oh, look, I can move my fingers now. Um, An angry vegetable. He explored Ulgu and its 13 realms, not finding any of this kind, until he found his mother in that, like, really big shadow, shadow demon orgy. Sorry about that. <laughs> um... And yeah, no, there's a gigantic glade of shadow demons. So if you're wondering why shadow demons are actually in Olgu, it's because of Morathi. To fuck. Yes. I'm never herself. Yes. That's gonna live in my head rent free for the rest of my fucking everything, life. Everything <laughs> moves back to Morathi. Every <laughs> time I watch any scary movie that has to deal with like shadow demons or something, Edge and be like, I bet Morathi fucks that. <laughs> um, Probably. Um, it, it, as we stated before, it was a hostile meeting. There's a lot of throwing blame and a whole lot of yelling. So, you know, tip that typical fight outside or in that next door park. It's the fight in, in the back alley. It's the fight in front of Denny's. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
Oh, it's Azerheim. Yes, Azerheim is the name of the city. Although him and Tyrion... Oh, wait a minute. Um, they ended up making that yeah, uneasy truth, which later he would break. Um, although the uneasy Malarian and Tyrion could not find elves outside of Azerheim, they could hear their cries of the damned elves that were devoured by the Dark Prince. Oh, that in sounds the, fucking it, awful. In their in their sleep. Yeah. Right, at least yeah. they were kind so of. So when they slept, they're just like, ah! I'm so tired. Time he gets to sleep. Head falls. I'm not having a good time. <laughs> <laughs> um. So. Mr. Stark, I don't feel so good. Basically. <laughs> so they will soon find and capture the Dark Prince during the Age of Chaos. He, Teclas, and Tyrion use their powers to obscure Azir, hiding the creations of the Stormcast Eternals from Zinch himself, also gifted Sigmar the Gladiatorium, which is, allows the Stormcast to train in incredibly, f- and incredibly fierce and realistic battles using illusions, but it is also used by Malarian to spy on the Eternals. I always feel like somebody's watching me. No, it's just Malaria in the corner jerking off while he's watching, no, this, no. While he's watching the Stormcast fight. Um, and during the Age of Sigmar, the followers of Solanesh blame Malarian for the missing god and eagerly seek him in the realm of Ulgu. I bet even if like Malarian didn't have anything to do with Solanesh, he would say he did just to piss off the demons. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, I fucked him. Who, who, who How are you going to kill a shadow? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, you have a shadow. Ooh. And that is all for Malarian. I can go on to Mystic Thigh Lady. Oh, so he doesn't have much then. Um, since there's he doesn't have his own realm, and there's not a book about him, there's not a whole lot. It's just more of like what you get from other snippets of some other people. So, so he, so it's fair to say that his lore is, has a opportunity to be explained to a greater depth later on. Yes, after cool. some awesome. books and stuff like that come out. Cool. Um, wow, yeah, that, that's Malarian then, huh? Yeah. Would you like to go over? T-Dog? I guess that would be Tyrion to Teclas, fuck. Yes, I will gladly take Teclas. So, just like uh, Tyrion, Teclas woke up in Heesh. Uh, The only difference being that he was not blind and did not have to see through his brother's eyes. So, uh, after the whole event where Sigmar found them and said, like, ah, yes, the only elves left are in Azerheim, uh, he actually went and uh, he started studying, and he spoke to a bunch of venerable elders in Azerheim, including Dracotheon. Uh, and it was through, and it was during this time of studying things like that, he became renowned for his knowledge and things. So, uh, Teclas is actually the one who brought scholarship and science uh, to the mortals of the eight realms. He also brought the study of magic. Oh shit! Yeah. Oh, so, to like everyone or just the elves? Everyone. Wow, that's actually really cool. So no he one... actually f- helps found the Collegiate Arcane in the cities of Sigmar. That's fucking. That's, that's cool as shit. And, and he taught their uh, their elders. Dope. Like, personally taught them. That's that's fucking dope. Yeah. Uh, so then the whole Slanesh imprisonment thing happens, and he creates the uh, Edeneth 
uh, Deepkin. The Edeneth Deepkin are his first creation. And when he first makes them, he's like, ah, yes, I have made the perfect elves. <laughs> and then the perfect elves started not being perfect. And he, he was the, like, Nani, the fuck is he this? He made the perfect 40k dark elves. Yeah. <laughs> so he, like, scans them with, the with uh, like, a uh, with magic. And he discovers a, a blot upon their souls. And so he's like, hmm, this shouldn't be here. I cast purification magic. And a bunch of the elves just started going insane because of it. And he was like, oh, no, this is not good. And then the elves, thinking that, you know, uh, Teclas was trying to fucking murder them for being imperfect, just ran off. Like, they ran into the ocean. were like, fuck this shit, we're out. And then Teclas was like, hmm. Maybe I should kill them and exterminate them so they can't be corrupted by chaos. And then uh, Tyrion was actually like, no, no, maybe don't murder your you children. finally have friends. What the fuck are you yeah, doing? Yeah, maybe don't murder your children. And Teclas was like, you know what? That's a fair point. So instead, Teclas went back and uh, created new souls. Then some of this, man to man, do you think Teclas should have killed the Deepkin? Do you think that would have been, been the better idea? Bruh, I play Slanesh and Dark Elves. Like, I don't know what you want from me. <laughs> we want an honest answer. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. But no, um... So, that happens, and then he goes on to create the... Uh, Realm Lords. Oh, so the, Lum- the Lumineth Realm Lords? The Lumineth Realm Lords are basically just uh, Teclas Eldar Creation 2.0. Bigger, better, faster, stronger. Yeah, so they are per- physically perfect. The issue is that they apparently are pretty emotionally fucked. Um, also, they don't ride sharks or eels, so that's that's a so yeah, that's a, some serious points against. So them. they yeah, don't have the, they don't have the cool factor at all. <laughs> exactly, yeah. so they got the pompous factor. Do you mean emotionally fucked as in they have no emotions or emotions? They, they, they have too many emotions. Techless calls them like his perfect creation. When the fact of the matter is, they are just inherently flawed at their core. The issue is that none of those flaws like are clearly visible. So yeah, like the, their pompous nature and things like that. God. Oh, so they're just normal oh. fucking high elves from fantasy. Yeah. Basically. Uh, Dicks. Let's see, what else did he do? <laughs> uh, he also helps to obscure Azir in the uh, Age of Chaos. And then going into actually the more recent lore. So he helps build this tower called the Tire- Tower of Prios. And it actually helps diminish the Necroquake. And then real quick, that's when Nagash cast magic and fucked the whole world up, right? Yeah. We will be going over that when we cover Nagash. Yeah. <laughs> and then How Nagash fucks the world again. <laughs> yeah, and then just as Mitchell was saying, he is the only one who will actively listen to Marathi when it comes to... No, wait. Slanesh, yes, Marathi Slanesh, when it comes Slanesh to her warnings about Slanesh breaking out. And Teclis has actually already made an additional, uh, like a stronger agreement with the spirits to power to give like a power boost to his army and his legions specifically because he's anticipating another big war with Slanesh basically uh, coming. Age of Chaos 2.0 damn near more or less just more Slanesh and less corn so yeah um i believe that's all for me so I, guess, I guess we're on to Alario then huh Miss Thick Thighs herself. Thick Thighs save lives. Crush a watermelon. Alariel <laughs> is yet another ascended god from the world that was. Hey-o. Oh, are you sensing a pattern over Let here? Let it just be known that the only people here that were gods from the fucking start were Grimnir and Grungi and uh, Gorkamorko. And Gorkamorko is a god we'll talk about in the next episode. 
But people who were gods in the old world as well, included in that was Sigmar and Nagash. Yeah, Sigmar and Nagash, were, they became gods, but um, Grimnir, Grungi, and Gorgamorgor are the only gods that were just gods from the start. Okay. Um, her main title is the Everqueen, and she is the ruler of Kirin. She is um, also the creator of the Sylvaneth, which she, um, are the spirits of the old wood elves, I'm guessing. Tree people! Um, they are created in Hi-ya. soul pods, I believe. Yes. Um, yes. I know that one because Zinch occasionally will capture them and hold them hostage. Uh, Great. Let's see. Yeah. The first that thing she hot. did in, um, and her creating the Sylvaneth was one of the first things she ever did in the Age of Myth. As this, as the age of myth continued, her desire to stay and tend to her realm grew, and her hatred grew, grew even farther. Um, I have words that make sense. We're doing so good. And grow, and she grew hatred, hatred for having to go back to the council or the pantheon consistently, because she just wanted to tend to her own. She wanted realm. to stay home and tend to her garden, and then Sigmar kept knocking on her yeah. door, going, "Hey, we got a meeting. Let's go." And the only reason why she ever went back is because there's a whole lot of bickering going on, and she was like, fine, I'll go! Well, to be fair, in AOS, Sigmar did kind of, like, save her fucking life. Yeah. At least the, the Stormcast Turtles did. Uh, we'll get well, to that. Well, that, that comes later. Yeah. We'll get to the, yeah. If we um, if we learn anything from the Mortal Realms episode, Alaril pretty much spent the entire time in the Age of Chaos fighting off Nurgle's army. It was not a good time. <laughs> That's a mild play of And through it. that, she became even more reclusive. Yeah. Yeah, if I if I had a Nurgle stench on me, I'd be pretty fucking um, mm. reclusive as well. Um, and during the Age of Sigmar, she was reborn because technically she died, or she didn't die. She uh, sat there and she threw herself. herself. She threw herself into a soul soul pod, mm-hmm. and it's like, okay. And I was thinking the Mother of Vines, who is her most devout follower, took her. I think to the Stormcast Eternals, and then she was like planted and reborn in her warlike aspect. Yeah, that's when she basically went from like the season of winter to the season of summer, and she was like, "It's time to fuck." Yes, them up to be specific. Um, that's that's a whole lot what I got for what happened to her. I have some stuff that she did in the Realmgate Wars that we could probably cover later. No, like I said, we'll be going back over all of this stuff later on in much more detail. This is just a really bare-bones version, so people know, have an idea of what we're going to be talking about. But she was really big in the Realmgate worlds. Or yeah, no, yeah, definitely. Well, yeah, um, she had to basically unfuck the entire eight realms from, you know, Chaos's bullshit. But I do get some stuff, um, because Lexicanum gave me some relationships. Ooh. Uh, okay, of what kind? <laughs> well, we will get to that. Sigmar! Though Sigmar is an ally, and his Stormcaster Eternals did help revive Elariel, she did. She has no interest in reforming his old pantheon, and finds his civilization of stone and steel saddening and at times irritating. Uh, Kurnoth. Her butt dial. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, is Kurnoth no, no, a god or a god no, beast? No, no, no. Her booty call. Oh. And, um, oh. That, that 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 is her booty call. Um, I think it's every spring there's a booty call. Uh, <laughs> wow, imagine that. Who would have thunk it? Um, also, he is, I think, the original god of Giren. Ah. He is the god of the hunt. Ah. Um, we will be going over that at a later time. Nagash. Um, Alaril is willing to compromise with Nagash and gifted him the land of Desperita. Um, De- Dec- Decorapita? Uh, you know what? That's a word. 
in order to prevent conflict between them. Though the bargain was kept for a time, it did not hold. And they kind of clashed in the coming of the Age of Chaos. And Nurgle, um, yeah, it's Nurgle. Look <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Nurgle. Uh, not good. <laughs> Definitely and, not good. And that would be everything for Alariel, if not covering the Realm Gate Wars, because that would be for a different episode. Okay, so I think that about wraps it up for this one then, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, so the next, so the so the um, episode, I, I, let's just call it um, episode four point five, <laughs> is going to be about the uh, other gods that weren't in the pantheon, which would be Nagash, Gorkamorka, Kragnos, and things like so. Yeah, and thing in, in, in them and whatnot. We yeah. may add the chaos gods in there. It just kind of depends. No, the don't chaos, watch no, the chaos gods. Chaos needs to be its own two part episode of like what is chaos? There's so Why much. Exists? There's so much chaos gods. Realistically, for the chaos god episode, we're gonna have to have a lot of old world stuff in there too because there's so much shit that they did then that still make that still matters for now. Because they're the exact same beans. Exactly. Um, um. All right. Well, I guess with that, we'll wrap it up. Thanks for sticking with us. I know this this episode got a little clusterfucky, but um, thanks for sticking around and whatnot. Hope y'all enjoy it, and um, we'll be seeing y'all in two weeks. Sound good? Yeah. See y'all in two weeks. I bet well, that that this man. Yeah, I'll here. see you. Uh, let's see when is. Uh, I'll see y'all in December. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There you go. All will right. We even have an episode. We will get there. We will get to that. We'll get there. We'll get, we'll get there. there. All, All right, y'all. Y- all you beautiful bastards have a great night, and we look forward to seeing you again.